The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie. So, up this hour, we have just the classics where we will be featuring some of the newest music from a classic indigenous singer who made it. Big won three major awards at the Golden Melody Awards this past weekend. That is Ah Bao. We'll be hearing her wonderful music, but first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. This is Here in Taiwan, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Shirley Lin. Hi there. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. And a special hello to you if you are watching via our RTI Facebook page. Feel free to comment throughout the show. We'll be reading our comments. It's always fun to hear from you. And a hello to all of our listeners who are listening in on Wednesday. So today we'll be talking about if women should have to do military service. Also, um, how often do people in Taiwan go to the convenience store? More often than you would think. And a new free transportation experience is available in Taipei. And in the case, in the face of a case of Taiwan's biggest data security breach, we'll be telling you how to keep your personal data online, safe online. So those are the stories that we'll be talking about. Um, so, you know, recently we had a big survey about military service, and that's because China has been sending a lot of its warplanes across the strait in the past few weeks, people getting a little bit nervous. Are you guys nervous? Not really. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so calm, so calm about it. We're numb. It, Are we numb to all of this? So, <laughs> anyways, um, so we just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. That's why. So, but I do talk about it on air and with experts. So I do think about it a little bit. Um, but so far, the experts are saying it's not a good time for war for everybody. So, hopefully, nothing will happen. But they are um, one actually talk show host asked the. Uh, def- mentioned on air um, no not a talk show host sorry city councilor mentioned that we should actually get women into the military too I mean that would like double the numbers oh. and, and you know that would make us so much stronger so what do you think do you think most people are in favor of that or not I don't think women. so <laughs> you don't no. think so Paula no I'm not interested in that at all I mean we well, need we're women. not interested <laughs> we, we are. <laughs> but do you think other women should be going <laughs> maybe so. Maybe what those who are not married and ha- don't have uh, kids so yet. So none of your daughters should go, right? Because <laughs> they're married. Uh, well, yeah, the well, one in time one is married. I don't know. Because, I mean, we need people staying at home to take care of the elderly and the children, right? Okay. That's that's a good, <laughs> that's a good excuse. excuse, right? Well, actually, you might be surprised to know that actually the majority of people think that women should also serve in the military. 52%. 52%. That's wow. right. And there's not a big difference in terms of male and female respondents. 56% of men think that women should serve in the army. 48% of women think that women should serve in the army. 
Wow. What do you guys think, if you're listening or watching right now, do you think that women should serve in the Army? I mean, right now, um, young men are required to serve for four months. So that would mean women would have to do that, too. Right. It used to be two years or even three years, and it got cut down to one One year. One year, and now it's like four months. And actually, they also asked, do you think we should go back to one year? And two-thirds of people say, yes, we should go back to one year. Oh, my goodness. So I think people are getting a bit nervous. And um, the defense minister actually is listening and thinking about these suggestions. Really? So, anyway, that's what's uh, going on. What do you guys think? I'm too old for this. They can't be asking me to do that because I'm so stiff. My bones are brittle and well, there's no way. <laughs> well, obviously, it would be people a certain amount of age, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, 18 oh, so to not me. 35. Yeah, not you. <laughs> but your daughters. <laughs> okay, so um, that's, that's pretty interesting, huh? Women, I wonder if women will be joining the military. Very intense. We'll keep you posted. I don't see us on the site. Are you sure it's going out? Okay. So, um, another thing in the news is how often we go to the convenience store. Well, just to put things in perspective, I think Taiwan has the first or second highest density of convenience stores in the world. Something like 10,000 on this island, this very small island. So yeah, really crazy. Like, you know, around my home, there's probably eight or nine that I can go with in 10-minute walk. Wow. So <laughs> that's a lot. 10,000, that's an underestimate. Oh, Actually, really? we have uh, 15,000 convenience stores around the island. Oh, my gosh. So those are old right. numbers. That's Actually, a lot. Uh, and also, we have the second highest density of convenience stores uh, around the world um, after South Korea. Mm. Oh, okay. after South Korea. After so they're South even Korea. more than us. Right, wow. and higher than Japan. Yeah. Right. Wow. Actually, there is one convenience store um, every, um, I think, around 2,000 people. Okay. Right. So, yeah, I'm used to, like, doing so many things at the convenience store. It's so convenient. <laughs> it's right. convenient. That's the <laughs> and whole the, point. Yeah. And the survey um, conducted by Taiwan's Fair Trade Commission found that Taiwanese people go to convenience stores uh, once every three days. Oh, three days. I yeah. thought it was like every day or every other day. Yeah, I think I go more <laughs> often, you know, on my way to work. So I'd say every two days. I know some maybe of our colleagues every go day. every day. Yeah. Well, I think maybe like single people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People who don't, you know, want a quick meal. Because there's so much you can do. The I went point. there before coming to work. To I pay, got I did too. My I lunch, paid my bills. I paid my parking you know, bills. fee. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we pick up online, you know, orders over there. What else do we do there? You can buy coffee there, freshly fresh latte freshly there. Yeah. Um, what do you do there, Paula? Pay bills, um, get a cup of coffee, um, get a sandwich. Right. Wow, you or eat their sandwiches. So you eat not their meals on a regular well. basis. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes right. for, for breakfast on the go. So if you are watching, tell us what you do at your convenience stores or if you ever go to your convenience store in your country. We have some people um, who are writing in right now. Jen Delari says hello. Jessica Zan says hi. Hi, Jessica. Hello. She's our wonderful editor um, of Taiwan Insider. And Brian J. Murray says, nice show. I just started my 15-day hotel quarantine in Taipei. Oh, Oh. I enjoy listening to a variety of perspectives about local issues in a language I understand. Great. Well, it's great to have you on board, Brian. So we're here every weekday. 
And uh, Rashid Naz from Pakistan is with us. And Jen Delari says, those numbers are way higher than I thought they would be. Oh, I think he's talking about the, the military. Story. Yeah, the military. Yes, yeah, me too. I mean, 52%. people don't they care about their daughters. <laughs> I don't well, know. You, yeah. I think you would have a hard time sending your daughter to military um, service, right? Yes, I would. Yes. You have two daughters. Right. Two lovely daughters. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> It'd be hard to send them there. I, uh, Rashi says, I'm a regular visitor of Radio Taiwan. This is a good show for me. Ivan Dai says, any individual woman should be free to make her own decision. Yeah, of course. What about men, though? They, they're not free. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, I like that, actually, being free to make your own decision. Well, they are free right now. But right. we're wondering if we should make them, you know. Mandatory. Yeah, go. Hmm. And um, Jen Delari says, I was doing some Google Street View sightseeing in Yongha District, and I was surprised at all the OK and 7-Elevens I saw everywhere. But then Taiwan 7-Elevens do so much more than the ones here in Seattle. That's true. That's You can also true. buy, like, um, high-speed rail tickets, train tickets, mm -hmm. you know, I think tickets to performances. And, like, around Chinese New Year's, you can order a whole meal. So you don't have, my moms true. don't have to cook at home. Um, yeah. There's so many things you can do. I mean, so many bills you can pay. Mm. Every single bill that you have in your home, you could pay at 7-Eleven. And they seem to have everything you need, too, yeah. in a small size, right. a higher price than grocery store. Do they store, have Xerox machines in 7-Elevens in the States? Uh, I don't know. Do they? Because <laughs> we do. Yeah, we have Xerox machines. They can also scan and fax and do yeah. whatever you want them to do. So we love our convenience stores. What would we do without them? I cannot imagine life without convenience stores in Taiwan. Okay, something new to the scene in Taipei, and this just started last week, and it's lasting all the way through February, is that people can now sign up for a free ride on a driverless bus. Oh, you have to sign up. Oh, you have okay. to sign up and register. Right, it's new. So, so. yeah, so these are the, what the buses look like. They're quite small. They they kind of like um, fit about 12 people or so. And they just started having rides on every week night, midnight, around 12.30 to 2.30. And they sit about 12, 9 to 12 people. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be someone on board just in case something happens and they need to put on the brakes or oh. something. <laughs> So it's not going to be totally driverless. Also not totally driverless. So they're basically, you know, testing it out. They're going to be driving on a very big road called Xing'i Road for about one to two kilometers. Okay. So right near the Taipei 101. Oh. Would you guys want to do that? Yes, I would. I would too. But you have to sign up, of course. You have to sign it's up. new. You can't have like Everybody's 100 like people spambling. on a like... <laughs> So it's be so popular. That's that sounds like fun. Yeah. I think we should do this on our show or something, oh, right? Oh, oh that would be nice, right? And then <laughs> show people what it's like. Do this here in Taiwan live in one of those driverless. Yeah. So this is what it looks like. I mean, it looks oh. like an ordinary bus. Um, very small, very clean, very new. Paula, would you check it out? Um, if there's a driver there, I guess it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's I think this is fun. I think I might even try it myself. So, anyway, so um, we'll let you know how it goes if we try it. But this is becoming, a, you know, a regular thing, a new thing. And we have different driverless buses in different cities in Taiwan as well. So, it's quite exciting. It's a little scary, too. I mean... Driverless? Yeah. Well, hey, one of our MRT lines has been driverless for 
the long, oh, you know, long as long as it's, it's been existing. The one that's a blue line, no brown line. I forgot. The one that's that runs on, you know, like a, a high rise. I mean, not, not high rise. You know, on a bridge mm. um, above ground. Oh, the line right. That takes the one you that has two Taipei cars. Zoo. Yeah, the one that goes to Taipei Zoo. It's driverless. Of course, it's you know controlled remotely from the control room somewhere. And this right? is just going in a straight line, so it. It's just oh, doing a very simple but route. You're talking I about driverless, think. right? Right. So driverless it's not like it's going through heavy traffic, right turns and left turns with oh, pedestrians okay. and all that. True. So I think they're te- testing things out at an easy time and an easy route. Okay. But it sounds like fun, and um, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this in the times to come. Okay, so we have an online discussion about what is appropriate to wear to a Taiwan wedding. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Well, um, it was a foreigner who I guess was going to attend a Taiwanese wedding, and so um, you know she went online asking everyone if uh, this particular dress is appropriate. And uh, let me show it to you. Um, I know it's looking black and white, but that's exactly what it is. It's black and white dress, you know. And um, so yeah, what do you think? One piece dress for a it's wedding? A piece, yeah, for, sure, to, to why a friend, not? not her own wedding, of course, to a friend's wedding. Oh, it yeah. looks okay. Yeah, that's fine. It looks all right. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that, that's what I think too. I think it looks all right. But um, you know, she got a lot of comments from people, like you know, from Taiwanese people and everything. And let me just tell you, um, well. There are reasons to be careful what you wear to wedding dresses because some Taiwanese families can be, you know, very superstitious or very traditional, and so um, it's, you know, and it's this article in China Post was saying that it, it's a little frustrating because different countries and cultures have different rules and taboos. So this foreigner in Taiwan recently posted this picture of this black dress and asking people if it's appropriate to wear it, and um, so everybody was like starting off a very heated discussion about this. And she wasn't sure the foreigner wasn't sure if the color was appropriate, and he didn't. I mean, she didn't want to wear it an informal outfit, even if other people were wearing jeans and sneakers to weddings in Taiwan. And that has happened at my wedding. I've got distant relatives, I guess, and he was he came in shorts and well sneakers. You know, yeah, I think you oh, should err shirt. on being more formal than less formal, right? <laughs> to show respect, you know, for know. the occasion. I know, but it really did happen, you know. And um, anyway, so uh, one social um, media user said that, "Oh, the dress looks fine. The style of dress looks fine." And then um, somebody else was saying that the wedding dress really depends on which city you're in oh, and really? how traditional the wedding is. And whether the venue is at a hotel or on the street, like like a panto, you know, like uh, some traditional casual, families right? have if like you're wedding, outdoors yeah. In a, in a but you know what though? Um, yeah, those usually are more casual, and also they're more like down south, like in the countryside, more you know, um, down suburban, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of families. They would you know probably use this, um, and and they're not as expensive, you know, um, holding these uh, traditional wedding banquets on the streets. They would actually shut off the whole street just to have this banquet, and. Um, the thing is that uh, at uh, well, talking about this, you know, like a bando style, uh, like street style kind of banquet, I went to one, and the thing was that it was not a wedding; it was my in-laws' fiftieth anniversary, and the the church friends held this celebration for them, and they had us, um, my daughters, my son, and I, be a part of the party, um, the wedding party, walking down the aisle. <laughs> 
Really? We were in a formal dress. Well, maybe because okay. you guys look so good. <laughs> anyway, that's what my in-laws wanted. So we were in our formal dresses and everything, gowns and all that. Then the banquet itself was outdoors, you know, with these tents. And it was in the middle of summer. It was really hot. Oh. There were bl- bugs and flies flying everywhere. And the bugs were getting into the food. And we oh, just didn't awful. care. We're just eating okay. it. My, my daughter was getting all upset, but, you know... You know, you're having a good time. Yeah. Why not just make turn into something fun? Anyway, so, um, is, yeah. I have a question. Is it okay to wear red? I guess it's I think perfectly it's, fine. Yeah? Okay. Well, if you're not the bride. Yeah, you're not the no, bride. I, I guess it's fine. That's fine. If it's yeah. a short dress. Right. As long yeah, as don't, it's not the one don't of those long wedding right? You don't want to gowns. steal the yeah. limelight. Is that what you're going to do eventually? Like, no, I'm just wondering. You know, and but at a hotel, usually it's uh, people um, would expect more Western style, kind of like dressed up, you right? Know, like to hotels if it's if it's the like weddings at a hotel. Cocktail dresses, that yeah, kind of cocktail thing. dresses and things like that. Now in the U.S., and this story went on to say about um, female guests are not allowed to wear white dresses to weddings so as not to steal the bride's That's glamour. That's what I was wondering. I mean, the same but thing. But let me here. tell you, um, my daughter's wedding was last October. And both my mother-in-law, I mean, her mother-in-law and me, we wore white dresses, short dresses. Really? Mine was like white. And my, um, her mother-in-law was wearing like a creamy kind of short dress. And it looked fine. And I think everybody was just thinking that, yeah. You're trying to relive your bridal days? No. No, because <laughs> we were basically trying to save money. We didn't really want to go out all out and get a gown and really fancy kind of dress. So we just wore what we had. No. And then we had other colors of dresses, but then our friends were saying, uh, it looks a little dark. and It matches. You know, it, white matches everything, too, and, right? And yeah, so then they thought, well, the actual white looked fine. And yeah, it actually looked fine. <laughs> we were wearing short dresses. I'm sure you, you look very so. elegant. Yes, I was. I was having a great time. Anyway, now there were other people who were saying that dressing, uh, the dress code is really not as important as how much money people put in the red envelopes that <laughs> attend your wedding. <laughs> well, that's what some people think. Not everyone's yeah. thinking that way, right? Because wedding banquets can be really expensive. That's so true. Everybody has to, you know, um, give some kind of red packet money uh, for the wedding. So it's not free. You know, at least it's like helping out the newlywed couple. Yeah. Okay, we have a few comments here. Rashid Nas says, good show today. Beautiful. Brian J. Murray, I think this is on the topic of love. He says, my wife will be listening on shortwave. Can you tell Victoria that I love her? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, Rashid is asking, one person is wearing a mask while the other two are not. Why is that? Oh, (laughs) Why are you wearing a mask, Paul? Oh, I think I have a cold, so it's oh, better for me to She's protecting us. Oh, considerate. That's very considerate. So Thanks, Paula. <laughs> it's not a requirement in Taiwan unless you're going to certain places like mm. um, a movie theater or the MRT and a lot of, you know, big mass events. I oh, mean, Jen. We probably should have kept a distance, but we couldn't. I mean, we wouldn't be in the screen if we kept a distance from each other. We'd be too small, other. right? <laughs> right. Jen Delari also has a question about wedding attire. Is a Changsan or Chi okay at a wedding i absolutely love the look of them and a wedding is a good excuse to wear one i think i am a she (laughs) i think so so. it's okay but it's really you know it's it's very very formal traditional it's more formal i mean they're modern versions it's beautiful it's not very comfortable oh and people usually eat a lot at weddings so we don't see that happening a lot because you know they're very tight yeah they're and you can't eat too much if you're wearing one well, let me tell you, my mother-in-law my, and my mother wore cheng san at my wedding. 
Oh, well, a lot wedding. of mothers, I think, do that. Yeah. Because right? that's they, the traditional yeah, style they paint of red being too. dressed up yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's very interesting. And Shirley, tell us also an exciting new way that we can enjoy the National Day fireworks this year. And that is taking a cruise. Now, for the first, um, actually, this time, the, uh, different cities around Taiwan take turns in having the National Day fireworks. And this year for, um, is Tainan. And so um, there's this cruise called Explorer Dream Cruise, where you can take on the 9th because the double 10th uh, National Day is on October 10th. And then you take the cruise, and then right on National Day, it would dock right by Tainan um, Harbor, uh, the port. That's where the fireworks is taking place, and you'll be watching right from the ship. So that's an awesome way to spend, you know, National Day celebration. Sounds very romantic. Yeah, so it's going to be awesome. Now, they, um, they're they also uh, going to be promoting Round the Island Cruise as well. Um, this will be after October 10th, from October 22nd to November 27th. Around the whole island of Taiwan? Around the whole island, and then touching on like wow, seven exciting. or eight ports. And, I want to um, go. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Right. To the other um, outlying other, islands too, right? Uh, one. Oh, two, actually. Wait, let me see. It touches um, by Tilong, Port, Tainan, Penghu, which is offshore island, Kaohsiung, and Hualien. Oh, okay. Oh, so, and then like back to Kilo. Fun. A great way to enjoy Taiwan. Another yeah. great way to enjoy Taiwan. Because, you know, this time the fireworks are going to be 30 minutes long. Actually, actually, to be exact, 33 minutes wow. long. Wow. Oh. And it's going to be awesome. I mean, no no blocking in sight. You can just watch it from the ship. Isn't that great? Yeah. Sounds like fun. So uh, do join us on National Day on Saturday. We're going to be giving you live coverage of the parade and also a President Tsai speech. So join us on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, thank you for joining us today for Here in Taiwan. I am Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Paula Chow. We'll see you next time. Bye. Join Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights. Andrew, I thought we said no more intestines! That's on Feast Meets West. Every Saturday, only on Radio Taiwan International. Radio for refined palates.
is called Thank You, and it just won Song of the Year, the Golden Melody Awards this past weekend. It is sung by the classic indigenous singer, Apal. And she is saying thank you to all the medical workers who've been working hard to keep people safe and heal people throughout the pandemic. Now, the whole jury said they loved the song's creativity and uniqueness, They not only gave her the top award for this song, but she also won Album of the Year and Best Indigenous Album. Let's kick back today and enjoy some of the newest music, soon to be classics, (laughs) by Abba.
was the big winner at the Golden Melody Awards, the top award in the Chinese language music industry. When she was receiving awards, she thanked everyone for listening to an album whose language they may not be familiar with. Her album is called Kinakayan, which means mother tongue. And that's what this title song is all about. Listening. At the award ceremony, she said, Through this album, I hope you can understand the life of a minority. She said, I hope to foster more understanding and less misunderstanding. If you don't get why this is the album of the year, please go ahead and listen to it. And if you still don't understand, try listening again. So let's enjoy the beauty of the Paiwan language. Ina 
时候当然就是这样的，那时候我们还有什么现在你们的。The sound of the Puyuma tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Now, the reason I said Apao is a classic indigenous singer is that she debuted as a singer in 2002 as part of the duo Apao and Brandy. So this is not her first time winning the Golden Melody Award. She won the award for Best Duet in 2004 and another award for Best Indigenous Language Album in 2017. Her newest album has 11 songs that covers many aspects of traditional life for the indigenous people. This one is called Finding the Right Path. Smile, no 
a look at the award-winning album of the big winner at the Golden Melody Awards, Abao. Let's end with her song, You Can't Mess Around With Love.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.